Fangirl Fridays. I'm Natalie. And I'm Marin. It's my fault. It's coming in hot. It's coming in hot. It's my fault. I was sick unexpectedly. I blew it. Other things happened. We're doing it live. Yeah. Let's, Those of you listening, getting it maybe like an hour or two. Could be yeah, fang- it's fresh. Could be Fangirl Saturdays for you, yeah, depending on be. where you are. Um, we just had shepherd's pot pies. We shoved them in our mouths. Yes. I think I will be sick, but it was oh so good. Oh, delightful. And then we had some sort of apple puff that we don't know what we ate. Did you eat yours? It's Not good. yet. Oh, I'm in. We I'm had to record. Time crunch. So what are you fangirling over? Oh, man. Um, so I just finished season six of Grace and Frankie. Um, I didn't love it as much as I have loved other Fair. things in the past, other seasons in the past, but really loved a little dose of Casey Wilson. Really loved Brianna's wardrobe per use. Yes. Every single time I'm like, damn, like they, all of this must be custom fit because there is not an inch of wiggle room on a single thing she wears on that show. And it's like perfection. Um, also just very into, uh, Jane Fonda not spoiling anything, but there's a they go on a reality show. Yes. She is wearing a red suit with like it's it's almost like a Peaky Blinders lady suit vibe going on because it's like a wide leg pant, a very pointy shoe. Was very into the fashion of Grace and Frankie this season. Yeah. There I remember Grace wore some kind of oversized button up blouse that I was very into. I don't remember. The one with like now. the red bow. A lot Maybe. of red. A lot of red yeah. color theory this season. I liked it. Um, I forgot to fangirl over something last week that I watched over the holidays. Oh, okay. It was something I binged over the holidays. I finally sat down and watched a very Brady renovation. <laughs> I on saw HGTV. this on TV time and I've been meaning to ask you about it. Mm-hmm. I loved it and I cried. Oh. <laughs> How many times? Just once because there's like a Florence Henderson moment. Oh, God. Okay. But. It's so incredible. I don't – now that they've recreated this house, it's in Burbank. Yeah. They can't build up, so they build in the backyard so they can get every room. They even made a room look like Greg's uh, attic, even though it's not in the attic. I think it's in the basement. Uh-huh. Every room looks great. They basically, like, designed the wallpapers and got them printed special, and then they would go on these antique hunts, and sometimes they'd find, like, the exact thing. Wow. And fans, um, one fan had the stuffed giraffe that was in the Brady Girls room and sent it to them to put in the house. Mm -hmm. But I think my question now is, I want to go so bad. Yeah, like, what are they doing with it? Yeah, what are they going to do with it now? Are they just going to sell it eventually? And you, it also can't really be... A museum because it's, because not it's the actual... in a residential area. Right. And it's not actually where they filmed. It's like right. the exterior, it's the exterior. Shot. Yeah. But then could it be an Airbnb? Ooh. I would pay so much money. So much money. That's the best. That's the best thing that they should do is just Airbnb. It. Yeah. I need to go there. <laughs> I need you to watch it also. Yes. It okay. was very enjoyable. Did you, were you, did you binge it on HGTV? Yeah. Actually, like on demand. <laughs> I like the thought of you downloading, like, the HGTV app to, like, binge this whole situation. But no. Yeah. No. Okay. So I should check it out. You know I love an HGTV show. You know my dream aesthetic is, like, a 70s porn Brady house vibe. I mean, I get it. And all the Brady kids are helping. Love that. It's great. Um, Okay. Anything else? Any other fangirling situations? Um, I started watching Next in Fashion last night Mm. on Netflix. Is that the... Heidi Klum. Tim no, Garn? that's no. for Amazon Prime, which ah. I also want to watch. Mm-hmm. This is kind of the same. It is very much like a Bravo show, but right. 
It's with Tan France and Alexa Chung, who oh. aren't the greatest of hosts. No. But people are making some good stuff. There is a team uh, right now. They go by Dragon Princess, and they are making the best clothing right. every time I gasp. Or is this clothing going to be, like, made available for purchase? No, that's okay. for the Amazon gotcha. Heidi Klum show. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I I have a lot to catch up on on my watch list. Things are happening. I just, like... I need to, like, save some space. I haven't yet started my Aaron Hernandez documentary on Ooh. Netflix. That's going to be coming in hot. Also, Cheer. Like, I'm just behind. I know I'm behind. Oh, I'm a couple episodes in Cheer. Okay. It's crazy. Maybe that'll be my next thing and we can talk about okay. it later. But one thing that I found so interesting is we found it a little challenging to find some lows Very. for 2000. Because a lot of things that happened were definitely for next week. There woes. There's a lot of woe. But also I, I thought a lot about what you said in that like 2000 was this very like transitional year. And I think in a lot of ways it was like, okay, we made it through Y2K. Let's just like calm. Let's just keep it calm for a little bit. <laughs> you know who wasn't keeping it calm though? The airline industry. You no. mentioned it in the beginning. A lot of plane crashes. Yes. Just Huge one in France. Planes falling out of the sky left and right. Not great. No. Tough times for the FAA and like-minded around the world. Yeah. yeah, the Concorde crashed. Yes. Like, that's a big Not deal. a good year if you were scared of flying. No, not great. No. Um. So where should we start? Should we start? This. It's funny because you had this on the thing before I even looked at our outline, and it was my first thought, too, is that it was the final Peanuts comic strip. The end of an era. Really the end of an, an era. 50 years. Yeah, the first... Peanuts comic strip published in 1950. It ran across, like, every U.S. newspaper Mm -hmm. forever. Yep. Unfortunately, Charles Schultz passed away. He did. And his comic strip, the last one, aired the following day. It was published. So Charles Schultz, a Minnesota guy. Um, So there's a lot of, like... Around, I don't know if it was around here or it was like some sort of anniversary of Charles Schultz, but there were all of these Peanuts character statues all around like Minneapolis and St. Paul, and they were all kind of like themed different things. You would have like a Minnesota Twins Snoopy, and like it was kind of almost like a mini scavenger hunt. Um, And so I feel this sort of pride for Charles Schultz. I was thinking though too, didn't they recently do? A Peanuts movie. They did, which I wanted to see and I didn't end up doing. Paul Feig directed it. Right. It an animated movie. But I just wonder if this IP now is so removed from, like, the kids. I don't think so. You don't? It's also, like, a part of Knott's Berry Farm. True, 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 true. And probably a few other theme parks across the country, I would imagine. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, the, at the Mall of America, it used to be called Camp Snoopy. Now it's, like, Nickelodeon Adventure mm, or whatever. That's fun, too. But, yeah, there are a lot of Snoopy's I think there. The holiday specials is what keeps Peanuts alive. But that's what I'm wondering. Is there enough – are there enough people, like, watching those with their new generation kids to be like, oh, this is a I thing? I think so. Um, and, like, who doesn't love Snoopy as a kid? True. I think when you're an adult, you love Charlie Brown. Yeah. You just, like, relate to him. Or Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Or Lucy or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just – it, like, made me kind of sad. But it's also even that weird thing of, like – Comics were a really big deal in the newspaper. And it's like, yeah. when was the last time you, like, no, saw a comic so strip? that year in May, they, like, every cartoonist who did a comic strip, they had to, 
they didn't have to, I guess, but they men- either mentioned Peanuts or Snoopy or like included a character in their comic and over like a hundred oh, wow. different strips did it. There was like a Kathy reading, Aww. just like reading Peanuts. Loved Kathy. A Garfield one kind of made me emotional. It was just Garfield, the cat, getting on the doghouse and then it said sigh. And I was Aww. like, oh, I can't handle this. <laughs> it's like perfect. Um, but yeah, like there was a ton. There was like a Dilbert. Wow. Like everybody did something for it. I wonder if you can, if you can like find the compilation of you, all of them. You can. You can find it online. Oh. I've linked it in our outline for you. Great. Love that. Yeah, I don't know. It was like a, a iconic moment in American history, I feel like. 50 years of anything is quite a career. Yes. And I mean, okay, this isn't the same, but another end of an era. A lot of TV shows ended in 2000, mm-hmm. including Beverly Hills 90210. 10 years. Like a whole decade. Literally of the drama. whole decade of drama. Uh-huh. A whole decade of drama. So I recently, I've. Confession, I've never actually finished the show. I feel as if I have seen the series finale, but I didn't watch all of that season. So I decided I was going to pick back up in season nine, and then I remembered, oh, yeah, this is why I stopped. Certain episodes are cut out for some for oh, different yes, reasons. Oh, yes, yes, like on Hulu or whatever. So it's taking me a while, but once in a while I'll, like, look up a missing one on Daily Motion and then watch one on Hulu. Like, mm-hmm. it's such a process, but I, wa- I don't want to skip an episode because – you know, the drama. The drama. So much happens so in many, 45 minutes. So many storylines. Yeah, so I can't miss one episode. Yeah, I I mean, this is a fun show. If they, like, do sort of a quick cut of all the seasons, you literally, like, see the fashion of the yes. 90s, like, into the 2000s. It's just like a living time capsule. Yeah, I, that's why I love it so much. Um, another show that ended that year, kind of the same, sort of different, Boy Meets World. It's crazy that it was on that long. Right, for sure. So in the final season, so Corey and Topanga, because you may remember that they get engaged at their high school graduation, because that's insane, normal. Um, But so they get married. They sort of struggle. They're, like, living in some, like, gross off-campus, like, apartment for married people. And I was like, okay. And they're kind of upset that Corey's parents aren't, like, helping them more. First of all, where are Topanga's parents? Yeah. Never see her. Never see them. But then ultimately it's, like, because Corey's parents were married young, too, and they were trying to, like, let them figure themselves out together as a married couple. It's sort of sweet. Um, But so in the series finale, Corey, Topanga, Sean, and Eric all head to New York City where Topanga has been offered a dream internship at a law firm. Great. Angela decides to move overseas with her father, and Jack and Rachel join the Peace Corps in Guatemala. Now, Rachel <laughs> okay. was, like, introduced in the final season. Um, so you're, if you're just listening, you're like, who's Rachel? Yeah, I only know Angela, I think. But, yes, Angela, she's, she's cool. Yeah, she's cool. But the final scene has Corey, oh, Topanga, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, Sean mm-hmm. having a final meeting with Mr. Feeney in their old sixth grade classroom, along with Eric, with each one of them telling how important he was in their lives. It's, it's perfect. Yeah. You had to do it. It's like, I can't remember the circumstances for how they get there, but it's like, of course you have to do it this way. You have to like bring it all back mm-hmm. and you have to involve Mr. Feeney. And how fun for Mr. Feeney, who probably really hasn't been on the show for a while. No. They bring you back for this pivotal moment. Totally. And he had been, I think like when they're graduating from high school is when he's retiring because they kind of have that same moment then. Yeah. Um, and so it's like, it's not like he's just still at the school. Like he's been gone from there too. Um, we would be remiss <laughs> to say <laughs> Freaks and Geeks also uh, ended. Obviously. Starts in 99, ends in 2000. Disappeared in 2000. Yep. Party 5, Kablam, Keenan and Kel, Pepper Ann, 
Saved by the Bell new class? The new class. Did not watch. It's not great. Suddenly Susan. The Tom Green Show. Veronica's Closet. I, like, I loved Veronica's loved Closet. I loved Veronica's yeah. Closet. Mm-hmm. And Kathy Lee's last episode with Regis. Unbelievable. 11 years together. It's kind of amazing. Yeah, well, I, I uh, when I was doing research for this, I got sidetracked and watched like a final clip show segment of uh, her with Hoda. And I think that was 10 years. I mean, really quite Time remarkable. Time is flying by. For us and Kathy Lee Gifford. <laughs> Kathy Lee. Didn't she say something, though? She, like, she has songs to sing, songs to write. Oh, my God. Remember? LOL, LOL. She, she had, like, a full... Her Today Show segment. Yes. Everyone has a moment. Such a full... Such a full time that was her, well, like, Well, she left the Today Show because she has, like, movies to do or something. Like, she always has a plan. She always has a plan. Does it come together? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. not. I mean, the woman's put out some albums. She's done some movies. And we know she can end up back on a TV show for 10 years. She's delightful. People want to see Kathy. Like, that's why, that's why she keeps coming back. I still can't get over the fact that Regis Philbin has been on television more than any human ever. Yeah, that's crazy. It's pretty remarkable, actually. Well, I mean, I guess if you're on a show five days a week. Sure. Yeah, but and then, like, who wants to be a millionaire? Yeah. Like, man, just doubling up. But he's been on TV since, like, the 60s or, like, yeah. something crazy. It's like, like a that. Betty White level. Absolutely. Okay. Now, the next two, I mean, it kind of depends on, like, your, your take. I have a hot take on the last situation that I put on here last minute. Great. I can't wait. But we have to talk about the 2000 election. Great. Now, I did not vote of course in this you election. You're a child. <laughs> I, this is my this was your first, first election, one. not presidential uh. election, the first time I could vote. So yeah. my birthday is October 19th. The presidential election is November 7th. So I squeaked <gasps> on in there. That's exciting, though. Like, how yeah. excited were you? Oh, my God. Well, and I was, like, such a political science nerd. Like, I totally thought I was going to go into politics, like, wow. go to law school. Like, this we was, like— would not have been friends. No. This was, like, <laughs> who I thought I was going to be. Like, I was so pumped. My, a bunch of my friends who couldn't even vote, like, canvassed for people. So I actually spent the— night of this party or the night of the election at the Democratic convention in Minneapolis because my friend had like caucused and like canvassed and done all this this stuff. It was totally insane. And it was one of those things where you're like, what is happening? Like madness. Okay. So let's, let's bring it back. November 7th, 2000. George W. Bush versus Al Gore. Al Gore had been the vice president for Clinton. Mm -hmm. Like, okay. So now there is drama lot going on. At one point, the press declared both Bush and Gore the winner in Florida because it was like Florida was I the swing state. I would have loved they just were like, let's just be a team. Let's just join. Let's just join forces. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So it's like it's coming down to the wire. Ultimately, George Bush loses the popular vote, similar to what happened with Trump. But he wins the electoral vote 271 to 266. And Florida becomes this very like integral mm-hmm. part of this process. It's so close that then there's like this recount. Ultimately, what happens is Bush wins by 537 votes. It's zero. It's like 0.0009%. Like it's totally nice. Gore, they like, you know, call for a hand recount. Then we all hear this term, the hanging chads. You also then started to realize like how backwards our election process is. Like no state is voting the same. No districts are voting the same. There's no continuity. Some people are literally like punching holes. Other people are writing it. It's yep. a mess. I love the marker thing. Yes. Like totally madness. And so 
at the end of the day, it has to go to the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, in a five to four decision, rules that the recount needs to be over because there's been so much litigation, which gave us George Bush as our president. It was like a month later. I just remember, obviously, I was a child. It was on the news every moment of every day, and I was yes. so tired of it. Right. I mean, it was nuts. But if you're, if this is your first election, this was like seared into my brain of every vote counts because yeah. it literally it was yeah. like you want to know what my counts. first election was what obama the hope i wow. felt so wow. much hope betrayed so much hope. betrayed by everyone <laughs> so much hope um also personally hello i got waitlisted at georgetown which was my dream school i applied early it was like a whole thing what was your major what was my Going major going to be? be? Political science. Okay. That's what my major is. Um, my my major is political science and art history. Yet, what? Here I am. I don't know. Here we I am. We have never talked about art history. Yeah. It's my favorite together. thing. What? We can no. talk about it. All right. We're going to have a field trip. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Islamic art and architecture for yes, the next 30 I do. minutes? Because th- that was like my specialty, weirdly. Um, anyway, so that was like a whole lot of what was going on at the global level. But I have a personal bone to pick with the next two things. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell you why. So 2000 is the year that both Survivor and Big Brother premiere in the United States. The downfall of society? Yeah. And, okay, I'm going to get to it. <clears throat> but so let's just talk about it real quick. They're both still on the air. What? Yes. They're both reformatted. Did not know. Oh. Big Brother um, is Dutch, I believe. Survivor, Swedish. So these are not like original American ideas. I remember feeling so upset about Survivor as, like, an idealistic 17-year-old being like, this is exploitation to the max. Because it's a million dollars. And you're like, let's go watch these people starve on this island for, you know, a million dollars, blah, blah. I thought it was so gross and just, like, disgusting. Same with Big Brother. But yet the swan is okay? Oh, I mean, (laughs) there was – so, like, there's a lot of, like, stuff going on at this point. Um, But so with Survivor, like, it's essentially – considered like the leader of American reality TV and sort of like what ushered in this like wave because it yes. was super highly rated. No, my one of my friends had a survivor weekend and she had like a fenced in field area behind her backyard. Mm-hmm. And the weekend we slept in tents. We were in two teams and all of the events were dumb things that took place in her yard, but were slightly dangerous like one was to walk around the edge of her above ground pool and the first person or like the last person to stay up one and I was like I can't even swim I'm not doing this and then the other one was like to jump off the the tallest part of the playground and also was like I'm scared of heights I'm not doing this so I didn't do a lot of it and I still wouldn't you would not have done well on Survivor. I wouldn't audition for Survivor. Again, though, my senior party for high school was themed Survivor. So I graduated from high school in 2001. So it's like we had a castaway at my high school. Like it's oh, the tie-dye guy. The tie-dye guy. What's Richard? It? Rupert? Yeah. Rickard? Dick? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't care. He's from Indiana, though, and oh. it was a deal. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first guy that won. I think it's Richard Hey, so I don't You're know. Making we'll that up. Up. I'm not making it up. But anyway, here's my bugaboo. We have heard, obviously, like we work for a TV tangential company, done like a decent amount of stuff. I think that people underreport the the amount of television that they watch because there's like this stigma with TV watching and like TV viewership that it's like somehow it like makes you dumb or like it's like lowbrow. Which mm-hmm. I think is total bullshit because television has become the like highest form of 
culture that we have sure. in a lot of ways. But I think a lot of people feel shitty about it because they've watched Big Brother and Survivor, and that's, like, bringing down the bar. Yeah. And so me personally, as someone who loves TV, I feel like I feel personally victimized <laughs> by Regina George. Okay, that's fair. But for me, the reality show like this is, like, too too easy. I want gross reality. Like I'm watching Joe Millionaire, the Fear Swan. Factor? Like actual gross. Um, sure. I watched Fear Factor. Uh, like what else? Is just like sad Hollywood hillbillies. Okay. Like, I I mean those are like more exploitative, and those I would eat up. But do you feel like I don't even know if you get to those without these? Oh, you don't. So that's what I mean. It's like. This, like, threw the door open. And a lot for, of like, those were, like, because of The Bachelor, probably. For sure. They're, like, dating. Yeah. But it's just, like, threw the door open for trash. And and I'm not saying that these shows are, like, bad, necessarily. I know that Survivor, for example, has won a ton of Emmys. Like, Jeff Probst seems like he, like, knows what he's doing. He had a short-lived daytime talk show. Good for him, you know? I saw him at the mall once. Um, but it's just, like... I know. I just feel like we've cheapened it. We cheapened what could have always been perceived as great, and we've mm-hmm. like we took this like huge dip, and we're kind of trying to like rebound from it still, even though some of the stuff is still on television. And I just feel personally upset by it. Yeah, it's really surprising to me that it's still on and people right. still care. They're doing the same things. Maybe exactly. new games or a new challenge once in a while, but it's the same thing. And it's going to have its twentieth anniversary. Like they've done forty cycles of it. Like that's insane does that mean they've given away 40 million dollars i guess yeah richard also, hatch is, it is richard hatch no it's rupert i just googled it <laughs> we will fight uh, we will fight um, the tie-dye guy is rupert oh well my, i think the first winner guy i think we're talking about different people okay we could totally be talking about different people <laughs> um but yeah so i just feel personally victimized and I, I by know reality by reality TV, and I loved a lot of reality TV. I'm yeah. not saying it's shitty. I just feel I like it's denigrated watch, the if, medium. If I do get sucked into Bachelor, which can happen, or if I'm even watching Encore on Disney Plus, which I love, I am so impressed by the editing of those shows. Oh my god, they make it so funny. Those people don't get enough credit, and yes. the music too. Yeah, like those shows are boring as shit if you don't have like the background music, the Less suspense. Than. Yeah. It's genius. No, I'm actually convinced someone from The Bachelor works on Encore because the shots they – the quick shots of people they do, perfect. Yeah. Those people don't get enough credit because they're really like – because if you think about how much just boring, tedium footage there is and then they're like parsing it all together to make something that yes. like seems hours exciting. Hours and hours. <sighs> okay. Sorry. I just need to like – No. That's fine. I got I got There's hot. not not a whole lot more. I put a low random – Ellen and Anne Heche broke up. That was a big deal. That was a big deal because she had come out. Mm -hmm. She's happily dating someone. Yeah. They were together for a while. Yeah. Um, I like that you have Putin as elected president of Russia. How is that not a low? I mean, it's not great. It hasn't worked great for many, many millions of people. Yeah. Not great. And we talked about this last year in the 1999 Mm -hmm. lows and woes. But Elian Gonzalez is still happening in the 2000s. Yeah. In the year 2000. Yeah, that's when he, like, gets returned to Cuba. It's, like, a hot mess yes. still. It's a whole thing, but it all started in 99, so we didn't feel like we could rehash it here. Yeah. Yeah, just, like, a weird year. Super weird. It's funny. When you start to try and, like, dig into the tooth. To 2000, you get a lot of compilation things around yes. the 2000s. It's like everyone knows that not much happened this year. Yeah, or just like it was so transitional. It's like, oh, and just like we made it. with everything post 9 11, like the world changed or our country changed totally. so much. Yeah. 
it's like you just skip this one yeah. year because then 2011. You might as well like, come. Well, this is like 1999 part two. 1999 part two. I was trying to think there were like other personal tragedies that happened to me this year. My skin was really bad. I don't know if that's a thing. <laughs> um, I was going back and just like trying to think about what time it was. I was like experimenting a lot with my hair color. I probably did a lot of that's damage fun. there. Yeah, it was never like I probably blue, cut but... my hair into a bob around this time. Yeah, my hair was again. a bob. Yeah, as we both sit here with our bobs right now, <laughs> still living, still living that 2000s life. Uh, I still, my seventh grade, so I would be going into seventh grade in this year. My seventh grade photo, not good. Not good. Mm-hmm. Still rocking limited two in the photo. Oh, yeah. Uh, br- full braces. Like puberty is happening. Yeah. It has occurred. <laughs> my senior year portrait, um, so we could only go to two places and that were like sanctioned. And yes. I, didn't have time to get my nails done. So like, Your nails show? Oh, yeah, my hands, which was very controversial. They weren't supposed to, but whoever, I think my friend, like, slid <laughs> it in. I love bad teen Marin. Loves to push the boundaries. Loves to push those boundaries. But I was like, I like this one the best. But I had, you can tell in the photo, I had not yet discovered a straightener. I had not discovered eyeliner. And in the photo, if you look closely at my hands, I have ripped off my acrylics and then, like, painted over them. Oh, so no. they look real tough and busted. Um, but my skin looks great. I don't That's know. Good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happened, like... Something, some miracle happened in the summer where my skin cleared up for my senior photo, or they did a really great job of airbrushing. Thank you, Peterson Family Portraits. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was just like a weird 2000, weird year. Yeah. We're going to get into it though, some woes. Yeah, the woes are much more fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a time uh, for woes. Spoiler JLo's dress. We will talk about we it. We'll talk about it. All right, guys, send us your lows, your personal. Did we miss anything? I'm Very, sure we I'm did. I'm sure we did. Um, tell me if you voted in the 2000 election, if you felt very strange about it. Um, send us an email. Find us on social. All the things. So until next week. Bye. bye.